Sally Murphy is here with me now. Time for the rural news. Kia ora, Sally. Farmers are being urged to plan ahead for a sweltering summer. Kia ora, Charlotte. Yes, Niwa, as you may have heard in the news, has officially declared an El Nino has arrived. The weather pattern brings strong winds which could cause dryness and drought to east coast regions like Canterbury, Wairarapa and Hawke's Bay. Dairy NZ's General Manager of Farm Performance, Sarah Spate, says El Nino will be problematic for many key farming regions. She says it's predicted the dry will be like droughts seen in 1982 and 97, so farmers need to But meanwhile, a drought expert says some farmers should make the most of the tools available to them. Morgan Bennett of the University of Otago's School of Geography says drought tracking tools help map the impact of incoming warm, windy and dry weather. Apologies, Morgan Bennett says it's a good time to check irrigation systems are working well. To other news, a Swiss company has been told it cannot buy a 300-hectare dairy farm in Otago to convert to forestry. Corazol New Zealand Limited applied to buy one of the uh, to buy the Rolling Hill Country Farm under the Overseas Investment Office's Benefit to New Zealand test, claiming planting the trees could help the country meet its climate change goals and provide job opportunities. But ministers were not satisfied with the terms and declined the application. Meanwhile, three existing forestry blocks have been sold to overseas investors under the special forestry test. Farmers, foresters and conservationists are calling for urgent action to tackle exploding populations of pests. Federated Farmers, the New Zealand Institute of Forestry and Forest and Bird have written to all major political parties calling for increased and targeted funding for better pest control. Forest and Bird Chief Executive Nicola Toki says controlling large mobs of wild deer, goats, pigs and wallabies is vital for the economy and the environment. It has got to a critical point, uh, not just for us at Forest and Bird, we're obviously trying to look after the bush, but uh, increasingly also for the farming community. And, you know, we've been working quite closely with both Federated Farmers and uh, the New Zealand Institute of Forestry. And, you know, they're just tearing their hair out in terms of the damage that these animals are causing. That's Nicola Toki. Right, it's time to get the latest from the sale yards around the country. I caught up with Suze Bremner from AgriHQ a little earlier today. There hasn't been a lot of change between this week and last. Much of the focus continues to be on the store cattle market and the widespread rain has helped rebound traditional steer prices along the east coast after a bit of that competition dropped off last week. So the markets haven't suddenly gone crazy or anything, but it definitely added a bit more positivity. There were more heifers on the market this week and at Wellsford two-year dairy beef at 360 to 480 kilos. They sold for $3.12 to $3.17 a kilo. And a special entry of two-year Hereford Frisian steers at Taranaki were a similar weight and managed $3.50 to $3.60 per kilo. At Colgate, nearly 700 stall cattle were penned and Jarrah Frisian proved popular with yearling steers making 1,005 to 1,125 and the heifers for 930 to 1,020. And what have prime dairy beef steers been going for? Well, prime dairy beef steers in the North Island are setting buyers back $3.17 to $3.31 a kilo if they can be found. And because there's a bit of a lack of numbers of steers available, the dairy beef heifers that fit the bill are making similar money. In the South Island, $2.90 to $3.10 a kilo has been common for prime dairy beef and traditional steers. And what's happening with the feeder calf sales? 
Well, there are still feeder calf sales being held, though numbers are much lower now that calving is well through. Reports from agents from Waikato sales is that buyers are still coming from a big chunk of the North Island, from the likes of Manawatu, Hawke's Bay, Taranaki, King Country and local. Most of the Frisian bulls have now gone through the sales system and those still available are making $20 to $90, though there has been the odd sale up to $150. Black Hereford Frisian bulls are still popular and many of those are trading at $100 to $200. And most heifer calves have been making 30 to $155 in the past week. That's Suze Bremner. Northland Kumara growers are hoping they'll rebound from a dismal season as planting for the next gets underway. Over 70% of the about-to-be-harvested Kumara crop was either destroyed or wasn't good enough quality to be stored for very long following Cyclone Gabriel. Ruawai grower Warwick Simpson says the poor yield has a flow-on effect as 5% of each grower's crop is normally used for seed the following season. However, he says there's hope thanks to a Kumara seed contingency plan funded by MPI. Using myself as an example, because I only harvested about 10% of my usual crop, a lot of that harvest has to go into the seedbeds to be able to produce something for this coming season. And we normally use about 5% of our crop in a normal year to be seedbeds, so you can see how when you've only got 10%, that's only leaving 5%, and the numbers are getting smaller and smaller. Some growers that weren't able to harvest enough to cover all their seed needs, there has been a um, seed contingency scheme to provide funding for those growers that weren't able to harvest enough seed so that they can buy seed off other growers so they can get going again for this coming season. And you can hear more on this story on Country Life tonight and tomorrow morning after the news at 7. And that's the rural news for this week. Kia pai, tōra.